From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Registration rules have changed for the so-called Vax-A-Million sweepstakes. Lindsay Mills says registration begins today at OhioVaxAMillion.com. You'll want to register by 11.59 p.m. on Sunday for the week of that drawing. The first winners for that million dollars and scholarship will be announced at 7.29 p.m. Wednesday, May 26th, and then every Wednesday after that for five straight weeks. A random number is generated for the winners. They will also select alternates in case that that winner does not actually meet the requirements. That happens 48 hours before the live announcement on Wednesday the 24th, uh, before that announcement, to give state and lottery officials time to verify the winner's eligibility. In Columbus, Lindsay Mills. You can also register via phone at 833-4-ASK-ODH. Governor Mike DeWine said yesterday that when the CDC came out with its recommendations, many Ohioans heard that and immediately thought they didn't have to wear masks. And he says that's not the case. Brian Somerville explains. Governor DeWine says each individual business, it will be up to them to determine if they do or do not want people inside to wear masks. If a business chooses to require masking for the employees and customers, that is permitted under the CDC guidance and it is permitted under our order. If a business chooses not to require masks and leave that choice to customers and to employees, that is also in line with the CDC guidance and also in line with our health order. In Columbus, Brian Somerville. Columbus City Council last night approved a $10 million settlement, the largest in city history for the family of police shooting victim Andre Hill. Richard Solomon reports. All council members voted yes to pass the settlement. Andre Hill's tragic death is a reminder of the challenges we continue to confront in our city. This settlement tonight is a a small step towards justice for the family of Andre Hill. Andre Hill was shot and killed by former Columbus police officer Adam Coy back in December. Police say Coy failed to turn on his body-worn camera until after Hill was shot and render aid. Reporting in Columbus, Richard Solomon. New data released yesterday by Ohio's unemployment program shows the state overpaid more than $2 billion in jobless benefits since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Officials with the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services said three-fourths of those payments are considered to be non-fraudulent, but fraudulent payments totaled more than $460 million. If you received one of these overpayments, ODJFS says you won't have to pay that money back if it was given to you through no fault of your own. The state's unemployment system has been plagued by insufficient technology to handle the surge in claims, as well as massive fraud attempts by cybercrime organizations. A 20-year-old Muskingum County woman faces life in prison after viciously killing another woman. ONN's Eric Brown has more. On Monday, Tristany Baker of Zanesville pleaded guilty to various charges in the killing of 23-year-old Jayla Wyatt. The Zanesville Times recorder reports that Baker walked into an apartment rented by Devin McAnally on April 27th and shot Wyatt six times before she and McAnally fled the scene. They were later arrested in Columbus. Baker was reportedly jealous of the relationship between Wyatt and McAnally. McAnally is also facing several charges and will be in court next week. Eric Brown, ONN News. 
The city of Columbus has narrowed down its list of finalists for the position of chief of police. Lacey Crisp reports. There are two women and two men now vying for the top job. The Columbus Division of Police, their Fort Myers Police Chief Derek Diggs, Detroit's Deputy Chief Elaine Bryant, Dallas Assistant Chief Avery Moore, and recently retired from Newark, New Jersey, Yvonne Roman. Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther asked previous chief Tom Quinlan to step down because Ginther says Quinlan didn't have the backing of the community. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. A 21-year-old Ashtabula man was arrested after children were found alone inside a city home that police say was filled with drugs. ONN's Michael Kelly has more. Ashtabula police executing a search warrant at a Gladding Avenue home on Friday discovered a 4-year-old and an 8-year-old all by themselves, along with a stash of crystal meth, what they believe to be fentanyl, cocaine, and also a gun. Suspect Antonio Harris was later arrested facing trafficking and weapons charges. The kid's 25-year-old mother showed up after officers had already arrived. Charges are also pending against her. As for the children, they were turned over to relatives. Michael Kelly, ONN News. Dozens more men are suing Ohio State over the university's failure to stop sexual abuse and misconduct decades ago by Team Dr. Richard Strauss. They echo claims filed previously by more than 400 men, many of whom allege they were groped during medical exams. The newest federal lawsuit claims were filed Friday and on Monday, which marked two years since OSU released a law firm report that concluded university employees knew of concerns about Strauss but didn't stop him. Strauss died in 2005. The school has publicly apologized and promised a monetary resolution for survivors. It already reached nearly $47 million in settlements for 185 plaintiffs. And after facing backlash from the fan base about a controversial rebranding, the Columbus SC are now officially known once again as the Columbus Crew. Dom DeBerry reports. Many of the Crew fans, they were quite vocal, not happy with that rebranding that was released last week. Well, after meeting, the owners and the Nordec released a joint statement saying that the team's name will indeed remain Columbus Crew and not Columbus SC. The crest that was released last week will be updated to include crew in it, and it will also have 96 on it, recognizing the team as a founding member of the MOS. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.